touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Uh, blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is... Welcome everybody to this week's edition of the A-Slot podcast. Now remember, A-Slot is advice, sex, love, understanding and trust. This week we talk to another lovely, lovely friend of mine, Dolly. Uh, she's currently a student at the University of Canterbury now. Uh, so she's doing a lot of uh, human interest papers. Uh, and the, the main paper that, she's, that we're going to talk about is how the likes of Fifty Shades of Grey have affected um, culture and the different ways that we do about that. So... Yeah, we'll be talking about that. Uh, we'll be talking about porn a little bit. She gets a wee bit nervous about that, so that's absolutely fantastic. Um, our personal history, basically how much of a dick I was about four or five years ago, how much of a bad person I was. So people who want to hear about that, you'll be able to hear about that. Uh, the fact that she's poly, we'll be going over a couple of um, bad sexual experiences and whatnot as well, so that'll be good. Uh, what's going on in my life? It's it's been a trying week. Let me tell you guys that. Um, so my car's basically shit itself, which is not nice. So I have to get that fixed. My um, I had had a torn meniscus about a month ago, which I thought had healed itself, but that's come back to bite me in the ass, and I need to go and see a specialist to deal with that. Um, apart from that, I've just been trying to trying to get this podcast sorted as as always um been catching up with some old friends through this podcast as well they've seen that has come up and we've sort of had a chat and so that's been really lovely as well it's amazing how little things like like a podcast or anything like that can actually affect you talking to to, to people and um and and get you back in touch with people as well which is yeah, kind of nice. Um, there's a girl that I've um, did some stuff with. It would have been four or five years ago now, and then we've gotten back in touch, and nothing sexual or anything like that, but we're just talking and reminiscing on old times and catching up, and it's it's been really, really nice, really, really lovely. So, yeah, I've kind of been... It's been a mixed week, I guess. Um, so, yeah. Let's stop... Um, me nattering onto because I'm sure you want to get onto our desk, uh, onto our guest, and start talking to Dolly. So, a very big welcome now for Dolly, and let's have a chat. Me. Look out, cause here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. 
Welcome to Dolly, welcome to the podcast. How are you this evening? Good, good. And you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Hungry, obviously. Yeah, I've just ordered Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> really professional here on this podcast. Uh, yeah, got some got some pepes, got, got a chimichanga here with some salsa and then uh, add a cronut. So um, you just inhaled. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually did just in, completely inhale. Um, I've gone through a glass of wine and a bottle of recording as well. <laughs> You've gone through a glass of wine, so we're sitting pretty. Sitting pretty. Pretty good. <laughs> so, tell us about yourself. Sorry? Well, I don't know what to tell, but I guess there is, and we're going to find out. Um, yep. I feel like I'm not that interesting, but I must be. I'm just a student um, in Christchurch at Canterbury, and no one's here. <laughs> I do some stuff. What do you study? <laughs> I'm studying Japanese uh, and minoring in cultural studies. Cultural studies? Yeah. Within Japan? No, no, so they're actually completely separate um, qualifications. Okay. Um, cultural studies general, it's sort of a, a more art version, I guess, of sociology. Okay. A lot of the papers you can cross credit between mm-hmm. sociology and cultural studies. Right. Um, what I'm studying at the moment is sexuality. Right, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Before yeah. we get on to that though, <laughs> and this is at your request. <laughs> this is at your you request. No, 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 no. I did not mention how we met. You, you wanted to, to bring no, it no. up. You how how so, did we meet? Well, I well, I know that I was. I would have been probably nineteen or twenty. I was working security. We were working at uh, a nine inch thousand queen for the Stone Age gig at. What's it called now? Paul Paul Castle Castle Ring, yeah. yeah. Um, it would have been so West Pass, I think, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, something anyway. One of them. That, that one. The same place. Yep. The only place where they can hold decent concerts in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you were just inappropriate as a wow. Oh. <laughs> how? How? How was I inappropriate? Well, I... I need, I need facts. I need proof. <laughs> Very clearly recall bending over to tie my shoelace. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> and you ran oh. your way behind me. And see, it was funny. Like the shit that you were doing at the start was funny, but then there's only so many times that you can pat down a middle-aged man as he's mm-hmm. coming into a concert, yep. and he makes a joke about that, mm-hmm. and then everything else just is bullshit. And then and I still like, make the same joke over and over. I don't need to. To be fair, now. I did get restationed. Yeah, <laughs> I got myself restationed side of stage, which was fine. That's cool. Cause and I that was, was probably your best whole, part of the evening. I was <laughs> and I the whole about, night, yeah. so I never even got in. So my first concert was like last year. <laughs> what was the concert? <laughs> Panic at the Disco. I'm going in October. Oh, yeah, so so it was um, me and my friends. Yes! And, and his fiance are going, yeah. Yeah. It is oh. so, it's the last week of... Semester <laughs> um, yeah, it's the last week of semester, so that's going to be really fun. <laughs> We're going to have to just go up for the day, I think, and then come back the next day. Yeah, I'm going up with um, with a girl that I know. 
uh, who I have history with. And thank goodness I'm poly because we're staying in the same room. Oh, okay. Um, but we've played around quite a bit right. over times. So that that's gonna be. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, last I'll year. I'll tell you what. If there's one man who would turn me completely gay, it's Brandon Yuri. Oh my oh, god, yeah. that man. Oh. He's a beautiful man. Not just that, it's the talent side of it as well. Yeah, and the sense of humour, like, I don't know if you've ever watched it. Yes, vibe. Ah! <laughs> that, that oh, amazing. it's so, so good. Um, so, <laughs> I was inappropriate. Yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> at that age, I really was like that to almost everyone that I was attracted to. Right. And that's why I was doing it to you. Why I was being that way to you. So I didn't know any other way how to show that, that I'm yeah. interested. I think that's a, an issue for a lot of guys, um, like not having the means to communicate how they feel because mm. they are told they're not allowed to feel yeah. anything except lust and anger. That's the yeah. only emotions that... I, I, I think back to that quite a bit and I sit there and go, what if I just asked her to go on a date sometime? Well, I would have said no because I had a, yeah, yeah. Had a partner, but... <laughs> and you were monogamous then, right? Uh, yeah, we're within a closed sort of right, situation. Right. But that would be would have been a much more respectful way of doing it. Yeah, very much so. But in saying that, I don't think me doing that would have brought us to sitting here now and talking. No, no. I, I, sure. I left an impression. <laughs> you could say that. Um, Maybe not a good one, but I think <laughs> I, I think I may have turned that around. Well, no, because I yeah now yeah, but I remembered that, and I remembered you when I saw you in Cancer on that run. <laughs> with that, okay, with okay, I, I need I need to talk about this because this wasn't just in Cancer. This was on the front page of the press as well of the newspaper here as Hopefully well. with your okay and, and stuff. Dot with half my left nut hanging out. <laughs> So oh there's half, half my left bollock on the on the front page of a newspaper. It's um, yep. I don't think was, I noticed that. Yep, and no, now I'm not sure whether I want to go back and and, and check. Uh, I'm going to tag you in the next time it comes up on my newsfeed. Please do. It comes up every it comes up every year. It was actually it was actually about a month ago that it came up. I did, yeah, I know. And I sat there and went, "It's the yearly reminder of this thing happening." <laughs> Yeah, because then I remember that, and then I must have seen you either at uni or at like a kink thing, mm. and then we sort of reconnected. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, I'm not as much of an asshole now. <laughs> and I was like, mm, not sure. <laughs> but I've always been cocky though. You, you've I'd got say to give yeah. me that. I'd say I've yeah. always been cocky. I've always been confident. Yeah, which is good. To the yeah, it's just to a degree. Like, of communication. Yeah, exactly. And I think I'm a lot better than that now. Um, You're definitely a lot better than a lot of the guys that I end up interacting with. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we had a chat just a moment ago, um, off air, about potentially, you know, something happening, and I just sort of went, it's it's in your court. I just went, yeah, I'd like to, but it's in your court. If it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, that's cool. Yeah. And I think, I think that what I see online too often now is that guys who hit on girls or, you know, get in, slide into their DMs. Oh, God, if you say the word friend zone, I swear to God. No, no, no. no, no Cause I'm not, that's the thing. It's like... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I did write an article in Cantor about that, though, which caused an uproar. Oh, really? Yeah, that the friend zone didn't exist. What? Because I was always that guy in Cantor. I had about four or five articles, and they were all just... At, like, one was anti-feminism. And 
you know me now. That's obviously not my standpoint. Right. Um, but it was a shock jock piece that had nothing behind it. You know, it talked about pissed off lesbians that have been cheated on by their boyfriends because, you know, bloody bloody blah, while they were bleeding out of their vaginas. And, you know, it was awful, awful, awful journalism in every sense of the word. Um, but that's not what we were talking about. What were we talking no. about? Um, we're talking about how to become a better person. Communicating in the way that yes. a lot of guys now. Yeah, and what, yeah, what I was saying, sorry to interrupt again, um, is online, you see a lot of guys hit on girls and, you know, slide into the DMs and send all this stuff. And then when they get rejected, they get all angry. Yeah, and then it And call them fat bitch and yeah, slut and all of this nonsense. To and now. you sit there and you just like, then why get onto them in the first place? If, the defense mechanism. Ooh, yeah, it's so that, but you're bringing down somebody else with just such a shitty way of doing it. Um, if you need to bring somebody else down for your own ego, mm. You're going to get a punch in the face from me if I'm a jerk, for starters. <laughs> and that's something I've learned over the last few years. You know, I'm starting to get old and decrepit at 28. 28? <laughs> yeah, at 28. Um, but I've gotten a lot wiser in, in, the, in the way that I do things and the way that I say things. And I think that's probably... Oddly enough, it's probably why I don't do as well getting laid, but it's better getting to know people and friends and making friends and potentially sexual relationships from that. Not just sex. Yeah, because I mean... Sexual relationships. Because like I said, I'm poly. Yeah. So I, I have a partner and as long as we tell each other what's going on, we can do whatever. And I said... Um, I said to her as she left, you know, go and teach so-and-so how to fuck. Because he <laughs> he's quite new to sex. So right. Like, okay, go have fun, enjoy. Go teach him how to fuck. Um, and she's like, okay. And it, and it was awesome. And I think as, as part of that, I've learned how to speak to people better. And what's more well-received if I want something that's not just going to be a fling. Yeah, well, there's, yeah, um... It's, yeah, what you said before, sexual relationship is different to just, like, getting the dick wet. Oh, so much. <clears throat> and I think with, with age is why I want sexual relationships as opposed to to, to a casual fling or, or whatever. And part of that's because I did, I had so much casual sex when I jumped. Right. You know, I started at 14. And I'm well into triple digits. Well, into triple, triple digits, and that's both guys and girls. Mm -hmm. Most of them girls, to be honest, but there's a few guys thrown in there. So I don't need that now. I don't yeah, want that I'm now. Yeah, I'm at that now. I think we had, like, even if it's let's go out to dinner, maybe do something fun, and then go back to someone's place and have sex, and then never talk again. That's a lot different to like, oh, we show up at your house, and then we're gonna mm -hmm. bone down. And then that's it. Uh, yeah. It's creating a connection, even if it's a short one. Yeah. You still get something from it. Yeah, absolutely. It. But even then, I don't like one-offs. And the, the reason I don't like one-offs is because I like to know what pleases my partner, mm -hmm. the person that I'm with, and you can't learn that from a one-off no. sexual interaction. You know? 
you've got to really get in and know who they are as a person and what they, they enjoy and communicate about what you're doing in this app um, to be able to pleasure them properly. No one can sit there and go, I can pleasure every woman in the world. Mm. So there'd be a woman as a friend, I think, mm. for guys, because, I mean, <laughs> they're just, like, biologically, it's a yeah. lot easier. Well, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys nowadays are having a lot of, like, stuff going on in their heads that make it difficult to, mm-hmm. um, this is something that I studied when I was studying sociology, right. um, to study the sexual performance perfection industry, mm-hmm. and the way that the creation of Viagra through the medical model of diagnosing sexual dysphoria and sexual disorders mm-hmm. has created them or has made them worse because they use terminology like achieving orgasm and achieving erection and mm-hmm. all this sort of thing that then create these anxieties in people's heads, especially guys, because the guys feel like they have to do all the action mm-hmm. because coitus, through the heterosexual coitus, yeah. which is PIV, they're only... Technically needs to be one active participant. Um, only technically needs to be one um, active participant, I suppose. And I know, I know, this is something I was studying in one of the essays that I wrote. Um, where, yeah, that sort of thing, the expectation gets into people's heads, guys and girls, and sucks shit up, basically, and it makes it harder. Well, it's interesting you say that, because it's very difficult for me outside of uh, using my hand to orgasm to come. It's not. Do you think that's conditioning from? I, I, I wonder if it's porn. I always sit there and wonder if it's because you know I've done it for so long that it's a, it's a porn thing and that I've had so much sex as well that it's just sort of you know. Okay, that's another thing that we have looked at is the um, the model of a, a sexual um, experience. I guess where you start with. Attraction, mm-hmm. arousal, um, whatever else happens, and then ends in climax or orgasm, and mm-hmm. then that's it. Like the point of having sex in a lot of people's heads is the guy's gonna get off, and then sex ends. See that 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 I find interesting. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Here's something that I've spoke that I know I've spoken about before in the podcast is I had a rule, and it's not a rule that I told women. Because it would put undue pressure on them. Right. But it was a rule that I had to know that they enjoyed themselves. And it was that they would come before I put my penis inside it. That way I knew they enjoyed it. Right. You know? Yeah. That they got something out of it. And it wasn't just the end of sex is the guy coming. Um, or, or the girl coming for that matter as well. But I think a lot of guys are still stuck in a way of... It's quite selfish, I guess. Yeah, I and, and a lot of my experiences, yeah, it's pretty selfish, <laughs> to be honest. But then, I would feel, it's, it's a really tricky thing, um, and definitely something that would require communication if I was to get into a relationship, that if I knew that they were trying to get me to orgasm, mm-hmm. that's pressure for me. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I wouldn't tell the girl. And yeah, it's, or even if I felt like that was what they were trying to do, mm. Um, because I'm on this medication yeah. that can make it difficult. Right. And um, with my history, um, yeah, sometimes it can be difficult, mm-hmm. um, even if I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. So there's that, pre- yeah, with the pressure you see, that I put on myself, even. Yeah. You see, it, 
the it, the other interesting part of that is that I'm very communicative mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm being sexual with somebody. I'll ask what they like. I'll ask, "Are you enjoying that?" I'll sit there and I'll ask questions. I'm really weird like that. Um, I feel as though most people don't. They don't. No, not in my experience. Everything I say is from my experience. The reason that I do it is because I want to please the pun. And I'm not, it's not always guaranteed if I do the tried and tested, you know. The, 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 you know, go straight for the clip with your mouth or with your fingers. You know what I mean, right? Um, So it's because most guys are the same when it comes to what they enjoy. We've had this. Most guys are saying, dick in mouth, they're happy as Larry, right? With girls, it's not the same. No, and everyone's so differently. Exactly. Look, guys are different, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every guy likes the same thing. Because, well, I love butt stuff. I love things in my butt. But straight Joe vlogs over there. So many guys are up for that. What they don't realise is the male G-spot is in your ass. Mm. Get a finger up there, guys. It's <laughs> fucking that's amazing. That's internalised homophobia. Yeah. But, yeah, this, this is what I find interesting. I, there was research done, I can't remember who did it, but a lot of um, straight guys will watch transgender porn. I, I remember reading it somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my is head. Is that... Uh, or, or, or is that a, what, a female body with a penis? Yeah. Or, I guess then they feel better. I don't know. Because yeah. you watch a guy. I don't know. Because hmm. like my favorite, we'll, we'll talk about porn later on. Okay. But um, I'm a big like bi porn guy. Right. And bi cuckold porn as well is just <laughs> yes, where the where the guy is getting fucked as well. Right. So the whole degradation side of it. And, <laughs> Hello. Mm. That's what I like to watch. And I feel as though that's watched a lot more than people think. And I think it's because guys feel a lot more comfortable in their own room looking at this sort of stuff by themselves than actually going out there and doing it or, or, or you know, talking admit, about it or talking about it, especially. Yeah, even the word yes. you were just about to say, admit, yeah. right? Yeah, Instead right. Of say or tell or whatever, admit. admit. Which is such a bad, you know, because it's, the, yeah, the it's way so that, horrible to watch trans porn and dudes fucking each other. Fuck, yeah. No, it's hot. And so one of the things, again, like I said before, the language that we use influences mm. the way that we relate to each other and the way that yeah. we think about, like, if you use words like admit or achieve, you know, mm. it influences the way that we think about it. Absolutely. Mm. You, you sort of sit there and you wonder how this can be changed, and I think it is slowly changing. Um, and not to toot my own horn, but I think podcasts like this will sort of help guys come out a little bit more out of their shell and go, actually, this is something I enjoy. So I feel as though a lot of men wouldn't tell their partners. A lot of men yeah, wouldn't tell their partners about this sort of stuff. And the concerning part about that is one day the, the woman, the wife, finds something on the laptop and goes, holy shit, is he gay? Am I not enough? And then the whole thing can fall over and it just becomes really quite dangerous. Mm. So you, you said you, you've done a few papers and whatnot. We'll go back to the, to the university side. Yeah. 
and that you were working on sexuality and culture. Yes, yeah. So we looked at a lot of interesting things. Like we looked at pornography, we looked mm -hmm. at its role um, in outside of relationships, um, the way that it can influence people or um, like laws around it and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like we only had an electronic thing, so we only really touched on it. So it was almost like a bullet point sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, we looked at trans politics, we looked at um, intersex bodies mm -hmm. and intersex people and the way that they can relate or not to everyone else and mm -hmm. all that. Um, we looked a little bit about um, paraphilia, we looked at the way that the medicalization of sexuality has changed sexuality, like mm -hmm. I said before. Um, what else? Just that, that kind of thing, it has mm -hmm. been really, really cool to Study something I want to go into post graduate. Cool. With a view to, to what? Um, one of my areas of interest, is, of course, is paraphilia. Um, Which is? is um, para meaning uh, different or, I guess, strange, than mm -hmm. being on, you know, tax on the end of anything, sexophilia, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, things that you, things that <laughs> are arousing, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know the actual. Terminology. So definition. Sure. Um, so things that people consider sexual deviation. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also interested in um, what I am, have started to call um, sexual transactions. Okay. So that can be something like a literal transaction, like if you go and see a sex worker, mm -hmm. um, you're you know changing money, changing hands, yeah. and the service is being provided. Um, to the things like expectation of like a guy might take a girl out for a meal and then because he's paid for the meal he thinks that right. she might owe her sex. Mm. And the way that we interact in that kind of way where everything often feels like they have to be reciprocated mm -hmm. um, and then the way that it isn't where often like you said men will be selfish in the bedroom yeah. um, and not really reciprocate anything sometimes. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think it's How really have I not heard about this course before? How did I not hear about this course when I was in uni? <laughs> well, well it's... I've, it's something that I'm looking at doing a, a thesis on. Yeah. Um, but it's... So you're going to become a professional student is what you're saying? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that's on, what it sounds like. Depends if postgrads keep getting, start getting financial support. Yeah, of course. Um, I think let's, it is let's not get a, new, started on that. a new course. Yeah. That's, um, now, you've done a paper on this course yeah. quite recently. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was pushing pushing, you to try and get it finished so you yeah. could actually come in and talk to me. Yeah, that was the essay I was writing um, on the movie. You may have heard of them, you may not have. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something you've heard it, of? It, it's, it's very, very widely known that I don't like these films or books. Yeah. Very, very widely known because it's not a correct portrayal of no. what kink is. Yeah, I... But tell us about it. I'm <laughs> conflicted now, okay. to be honest with you. And I hate this because I was going to watch it mm -hmm. and I was going to hate it yeah. and that was going to be it. I was going to tear it apart in my essay. <laughs> but... However, <laughs> um, it wasn't all bad um, and I never ever uh, saw it. I, never, I disagree. No, I never... Have you seen all of them? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Then I'd be interested to hear the way that you see what I've... Because I was so ready to hate them. Yeah. And then I did it. 
Right. Um, because, and I wrote about this in my essay, there is actually quite a bit of character development in him. In not set, so much in not the, not in, a, not in the first one. No, no. I'd say midway through the second one is probably where it gets. I'm not going to say good, but better. Mm-hmm. The first one is a complete fucking rush. It's horrific. <laughs> I wrote about this. There's dangerous play. There's mind fucking games. There's very Christian. Hey, just, just on this mind fucking <laughs> game thing, because we've talked about this off air as well, with um, how you can maneuver somebody's mind in a good way. Mm-hmm. Into, into how you want them, and I've told this story a few times about the girl um, who I was seeing, who I would show two fingers to, and she'd get aroused. Wow. And that was just, yeah, and that was purely just from moving a mind around. It's not harmful in any way, it's just a way of, a different way of making someone think a different way. I guess it's, it's communicating. It's not harmful. Yeah. But what you're saying here is, in in this movie, is that the mind fucking that's happening there is actually really not good for for the woman in there. It's not good for either of them. So mm. she does it as well. Yeah. She um does a lot of weird stuff that that could you know especially and the, oh gosh, cuts me up. Like apart from all the arms they play, like his fucking slip knot. That got me so angry in the theater that the person <laughs> I was with had to shush me. Because um, you're because you're a rope girl. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. um, slip knots, but he puts them on her wrists, and then you can then it's like close up on her pulling on them, and it's just anyway. which obviously which if you don't know so, that tightens slip knots. Slip knots, yeah, um, knots that can move. Um, there's a, a pretty famous example of that being the nose which was tightened mm-hmm. when his weight put on. Yeah. Um, so the, the last one of the last scenes is where she goes, hey, I want you to do this to me. And he goes, okay, I will. Are you sure? And she says, yes, I am. Then he pushes, puts her over the, I think it's a massage table. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't take it too seriously because there are like animal tail butt plugs in the background. Mm-hmm. And that just got me right in the kitchen back. And that was, that was pretty funny. Got you right in the wash? <laughs> Giggled it. <laughs> Oh, yes. Did you just say right in the giggle dick? Yes, yes I did. Sorry, so it's saying I picked up from a friend. Magnificent, right in the giggle dick. Yeah, um, and he goes, I'm going to hit you six times and you're going to count them. And he's communicating, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then she waits until right at the end to say she wasn't okay with any of it. And yes, that's a big that's... example of like not taking personal responsibility for what's happening. Mm. Um, and it's not to say that he doesn't do some awful things to her in the film. Like mm-hmm. he puts her in this helicopter on a on a date or whatever, and then flies her interstate um, from I'm trying to remember, but Seattle, from Seattle, or literally to a different state. I think state. It, I think it's Seattle. One hundred and a hundred. Look it up for me. It's a hundred and seventy-three miles in the helicopter, mm-hmm. and then. Puts a, um, a non-disclosure agreement in front of her, makes a transfer call, makes her sign it, and then is telling her through this time that she can go home at any point. So she has this illusion of choice, but really she doesn't. She doesn't because she's still relying on him for for transport back. Yeah. You know the 173 miles yeah. on. Um, so that's kind of 
kind of Oh, that's coercion. Yeah. Yeah, and she signs the non-disclosure agreement immediately. She never at any point actually signs the contract. Right. Um, but they do have some kind of negotiating meeting. But, yeah, it's but questionable. You, yeah, the whole thing's questionable. Yeah, really. I would say, and and this is probably a really bold statement, if, if, it, if it hadn't happened over such a short period of time, mm-hmm. just miss the first film entirely, because it's, yeah. it's a write-off of rubbish. Yeah. Um, just absolute garbage, basically. It's a, it's a what not to do. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, it's an A to Z of what not to do. Yeah, the first probably half hour of the... Of the Which is probably why they tried to switch it around for the yeah, following one. that's what I like, is that there were... So there were two years between the first one and the second one. Yeah. 2015, 2017. Um, and it looks like they took on a lot of the FIFA. I think so. <clears> I think I they it. had to. And I never, I never, ever in my life thought that I would be defending this film. <clears throat> um, but there is a lot of character development in yeah. Christian. You see him communicate his boundaries, you see him talk about his past more. Um, it's not great that he, that it, it, so he has a, a an abusive past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that it, does, it kind of portrays that someone has to have had uh, an abusive past or has to be mentally ill in some way because he, he um, presents with post-traumatic stress or that mm-hmm. gets nightmares and all that kind of thing. So you have to have experienced something like that in order to be convinced. Nah. That's one of the issues that I have with the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that's not right at all. No. I know some very sane, very intelligent people. <laughs> what I have found though the majority of kingsters that I know are very clued on. Very intelligent people. That's always something that I've found interesting about. There's a lot of academics in, in the Christchurch community. Yeah. yeah. And a I lot of that. academics who do all sorts of different papers. And, well, you know, you've got some that are doing PhDs in history. We've got, you know, anthropology majors. We've got all sorts of different things. But it's always, I've always found it interesting that there's always a base level of intelligence. Yeah, it was, the, it's pretty and, but, required. Yeah, and, and none of them ever have had um, uh, but, 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 have had that trauma in their past. Mm-hmm. So to, to to come back to completely debunking the point that you just debunked. Yeah, it's interesting because I I do present with post traumatic stress disorder, and I have mm-hmm. um had some sexual abuse in my yeah. past. But I was kinky long before that. Mm. And I've known that. Known that I was kinky for a very long time. Yeah. And and part of the, the way, the reason that coming to terms with the abuse that I experienced was that, but what if I did like it because I'm kinky or because it, so that was yeah. a bit of a struggle. And then there's the people who think, well, you're kinky, you're going to enjoy what I'm doing to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's, bad one. That's... Honestly, the most terrifying for me, because if you know, it's you go to a play party or something like that, you finish up, and that's what's going through this other person's mind potentially, is, oh, she's kinky, she'll be up for whatever I want to do to her. That's that's the most terrifying thing that I can think of. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty hesitant to to say anything kinky like that even let on to, if I say we're on a Tinder date or something, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mention being kinky at all because 
that would probably be the expectation. Yeah. Until you know them for a little while, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or even if you, um, you even hint to it a little bit, then they think that it, you know it's all on the table. Yeah, and I'm going to tie this into something else as well because I know you're polyamorous, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that links through to that as well. Is oh, she's polyamorous. She's up for anything. Yeah, yeah. I I put well. Also, I found so on my Tinder. Like we're talking about Tinder and, yep. and um, guys of my age, you know, just quite a like normal guys that are on Tinder yep. nowadays. I've got queer and I've got poly in my profile. Yeah. And the amount of questions I get of people that don't quite understand what those mean mm -hmm. is entertaining but also scary. Yeah. So I'll get like, oh, are you a lesbian? Or, oh, yeah, because people think queer is gay, right? That's yeah. that's the blanket. Yeah, the, queer, why, queer are you with, why are you matching with guys if you're um, yeah. queer? Yeah, and, and I've spoken about this as well. Queer is the umbrella for LGBTQ+. Yeah, yeah, so I use it because I'm sort of... It's, I'm attracted to personalities more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't matter whether someone is or was mm -hmm. any gender or no gender or, or anything yeah. like that. It's the person. So, I'm kind of similar in that I'm a, I'm a sapiosexual. Right, If yeah. someone's intelligent, I'm just going to sit there and I can watch them for hours and you're just going to be like... Tell me more. Mm, yes, yes, please, please, I'm leaning in. Oh crap, <laughs> your dick is in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's that and talent. Mm. Which are big parts of people, both of them. Yeah, because so talent music stems from hard work. Yeah. So... I guess I fall into that category as well in the unattractive the people, but in a different kind of way. I don't sit there and go, it's the way that I find it, this person is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what grabs way. me, mm -hmm. is this person interests me. And going back to the start of our conversation, I think that's why I was the way that I was with you when we first met, because I could see something different. There was something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't so. just because you're slightly alternative looking or anything like that. I don't think I really was back then. Not really, but it was still <laughs> something... Well, even a, a, a female security guard, mm. you know... It definitely wasn't that. Sort of, no, it's just, it's a... I've <clears throat> got a bit of interesting sort of reactions from that. Right. Where um, I was working in security at a firework event. Mm -hmm. And um, two guys, two you know, fully grown men were fighting, and all of the <clears throat> so there was a point where all of the the police officers that were um, on site had run off to another incident, mm -hmm. and most of the male security guards had gone with them. Right. And so I found myself, you know, seeing this and going, well, you know, I've got to do something about this. Is my job. Yeah. Um, not that I I don't fear. Kind or anything like that. <laughs> I <laughs> quite the opposite, but and more in that, like, I yeah, it, it wouldn't scare me to get punched right. by one of these guys because mm -hmm. I know they would feel worse for it. Yeah. Because so I got in the middle of them and they went oh and I would have been nineteen at the time. This yeah. you know five foot three, you know, nineteen year old has just got in the middle of this fight 
and then they stop and they check themselves and then they realize what they're doing and they sort of, you know, yeah. they lose the... Whereas if a bunch of men have run in, it would have been slightly different. Yeah, definitely. And I, I have, while being a patron at a bar, um, had to disperse a flight mm-hmm. because you know, security was at the door and this was out the back. Yeah. My friend and I out having a cigarette and, um, yeah, I managed to, to wedge my way in there and then they sort of stopped what they were doing. Yeah. Realize. As opposed to just a whole bunch of guys coming in and it's a mass brawl. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what that. would happen. They would see that as an offence. Like yeah. It would be an offensive to their situation. But yeah. if I'm just sort of going, what are you guys up to? <laughs> and then they sort of go, oh shit, we're fighting in public. <laughs> hey, what are you like, up to? Hey, what's up? <laughs> go- what's going on over here? <laughs> right, so... Yeah. Wait, 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 we're talking about something else. But that's fine. We've completely gone <laughs> off topic. But like I've said many times, it'll happen a lot. Okay. We, we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. So one thing that I picked out of out of your studies is that you looked at abstinence-only teachings in, oh, yeah, in America, right? Oh, yeah, that's the right? other thing. Yeah, the way that it is actually kind of dangerous um, because these teenagers then don't have the knowledge that they would need to be safe sexually, whether mm-hmm. that is physically or emotionally. Yeah. So it's, and I think that's something that's not talked about quite enough is the emotional side and being no. and being emotionally mature enough to actually go in it and do this act. Because you, you're going to at some point in your life, right? Most people Most probably, people. yeah. I would say 90% of people are going to have sex in their life. Yeah. Right? So... To, to need the need to be ready is 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 a huge one, absolutely huge. So yeah, what yeah. what were your findings around this? Like, what was the the discussion? What was the study? So a lot of American education, this is state funded education mm-hmm. as well, is abstinence only, and and that's um, because they're a religious country. Let's say let's that. Let's be real, yeah. And and it's uh, it is a lot actually. Uh, and was it Mean Girls, the if you have sex, you'll get chlamydia and die? <laughs> yes. um, and actually, we watched a few clips, and it's like that. They wow. say, you know, there was this woman who is a big big name in, in edu- sex education, or yeah. lack of sex education, rather. And she's going, oh, this girl, she was 16, and she had sex once, and she had to have a hysterectomy because she got cancer in her you know, womb or whatever. And it is a scare tactics that is mm. bullshit. And so these kids are going unprepared. Yeah. You know, they see stuff online, whether it's porn or just on TV. They think um, it's real. Or they think that, or they, they they see sex and they think they want to try it. And there's nothing wrong. As long as you're legal and you're consenting. I'd go for gold. Basically, yeah. And it, it, it's great fun, kids. Yeah. Well, I know when I was at high school and I did sex education, like it was pretty um, basic stuff. You learn about periods, you learn about STIs, mm-hmm. um, you learn about a little bit about consent, um, but it was more on. I remember watching this video on this girl who didn't consent to sex because they didn't have a condom on them, so they did something different. Right. And that's good education, of course, because mm-hmm. you don't want to do it unsafe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's that, and then at no point did, um, pleasure get discussed, mm. especially female pleasure. And this, this is, 
this is part of the reason I want to get into sexual education myself, is to talk about these sorts of things that aren't getting talked about. Even in schools here, I don't think the pleasure side is talked about at all. I don't think the, the consent side mm. is talked and the coercion side is talked about over here, even. Yeah, let, let the... alone in America where it's state-funded abstinence-only education. Yeah, we did have this guy come into our school and I, he was brilliant. He was mm-hmm. from an organisation called Attitude. Mm-hmm. And they do brilliant uh, like seminars and stuff. Um, and he said, and this has always stuck with me, and it's a brilliant piece of advice, and he said, your most important sexual organ weighs 1.5 kilograms, and it's your brain. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's so true, and it's yeah. so true. And he, yeah, he, I can't remember everything else he said, but it would have been really interesting. That was one, the one that stuck with you the yeah. most, right? And, and like you said, with coercion, like asking a girl such a time if she'll have sex, and then she says yes to make you go away or make you stop. Mm-hmm. Isn't consent that no. a guy could defend himself and go, well, she did say yes. Yeah. Eventually, and you hear horror stories like this on Facebook. Oh yeah, if you. Um, so this is a quote that I found the other day, just on the abstinence-only um, topic. The quote that says, "We don't need." In quotes. In quotes. Sexual education, but we got grown adults walking around thinking that you can become loose the more things you put in your vagina. We got grown ass adults thinking that if you put in a tampon, you're not a virgin anymore, or that you're loose. People in their 20s to 50s still don't understand what a vulva or labia is. People with children still believe vaginal discharge means you're dirty, but we don't need sexual education, right? Oh, God. Doesn't that punch you right in the gut? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and I found this from a person that I really want to get on this show. Uh, she's on Facebook as Professor Sex. And she's absolutely wonderful. The things that she posts and shares and everything is just absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I thought that, and that's what I picked up my phone a little while ago, and you were looking at me going, "You rude prick! Why no, are you no, picking no, up your phone?" But no, that that's that there is so telling as to why sexual education is such a necessity in today's world. Because the the other thing you got to think about is kids are doing this younger. Yeah. Even kids like, are having sex younger. And, and even the word kids. Yeah. because yeah, they are. I well, mean, they, yeah. they, they are to me because I'm getting Cause old anyway. Old. Um, so, but I'd say, yeah. If but te- technically, like, I'm 28, right? If I had if I had a kid when I was young, say, 16, in this you day and age, they could, be ha- <laughs> they could be having sex now at 12. You know, I, I lost my virginity at 14 and I sit there and go, that was a fucking terrible idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, even I... Because I didn't, I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I didn't know what could have happened. Because my first two years of sex was bad. It wasn't safe sex. It wasn't anything. Right? Right. So it was, you know, quite dangerous, really, what, what I was doing. Because I didn't really understand the repercussions of what could happen. Luckily, like, at that point, most of the girls around are clean because they're virgins too. Yeah. Right, so it wasn't. Luckily for me, I didn't end up with anything, anything bad. I just want to stop you there because I just noticed um, another example of the way that words. Yep, words sure. Words. You, what did you say about the girls that didn't have any kind of STI or anything like that? Because they're around the same. Words. They're around the same age as mine, so they yeah. don't have. You use clean. 
Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, and they, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I would have, wouldn't have noticed the spider before. Yeah. Is the way, and and this comes up, and from what I've heard, it's not something I've experienced. I've, I've just done what was in the quote. Yeah. Vaginal discharge is dirty. Yeah, or even having yeah. an STI wow. because... If you have an STI, you've made a mistake, yeah. and you're wrong, and you're dirty, and you're, you know? Yeah. And I've heard this. Shit. Yeah, check yourself. Yeah. Fuck. Um, with, um, with MSN. Uh, MS, sorry, MSM. So men Was it MSN Messenger? No. MSM, are, we, are we going back that far? MSM, so men have sex with men, because... I don't want to say gay men or bi men or anything, so I I prefer to use that term. Dudes that fuck. Dudes that fuck dudes, whatever. DJ. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, men have sex clever. with men. Um, they use that terminology as well. Mm. Are you clean? Are you dirty? And yeah, if someone DDF, drug and disease free. Yeah, I've and seen so, those three letters more times than I can count. Yeah, and so. It's it's a it's a horrible stigma mm. because you know maybe you made a mistake you know yeah. mistakes happen like common yeah. breaks you might be seventeen you might be twenty eight yeah. if there's a child you know there's a there's always a stigma and then unplanned anything pregnancy or getting yeah. an STI and it is it is true in this world that some, there is there is sex that people didn't want or ask for. Mm-hmm. And You're going made, to have bad sexual experiences. Yeah, I mean more, more, um, you know, race and that kind of thing. Right, okay. You have no say whether there's a condom used or right, something like right, that. Right, right. And so these kinds of things can, whether it's a pregnancy or an STI, um, particularly something that you can't cure at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's just going to add to how bad you feel about the experience if everyone's going around calling you dirty. Yeah. You know, so just <laughs> I had to make that point. No, no, that's absolutely that... fine. Look, and people need to be called up on it. Yeah, people and, need to and, be called up. And you didn't mean anything by no, it, of course. But the language that's used needs to be changed because it's it's not. You know, it's, it's not, not that way. No, it's just a part of this person. Yeah, and I've talked about um, with a friend of mine about um, the conditions of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is a thing you've come across and I don't know if I met it up or not but um, well, tell that, me and I'll let you know <laughs> sure um, so if you have a, a relationship with someone any kind of relationship whether it's a friendship or a business relationship mm-hmm. or a sexual relationship or a romantic or anything like that when you introduce conditions to the relationship mm-hmm. um, it's up to you whether or not you consent to the to continuing with the relationship yeah. or not yeah um so I'm not really sure where I was going with this, but this is a concept that I've come up with recently that okay. I, I quite enjoy like, thinking about and thinking about. Um, and my example with uh, the guy I was talking to was um, if I meet someone and I thought that they were great and they were attractive and they were funny and they were smart and all of that. Are you just talking about me here? Not quite. <laughs> yes, you are. Here. Oh, no. Uh, if I found out, for example, that they were a Trump supporter, or a national supporter, or no. they disagreed. Not me. Or, or they agreed with someone that I did, or even in an extreme example, like oh maybe they had the right idea. Mm-hmm. That changes the conditions of the relationship yeah. because then I have to continue going forward, thinking, knowing that they think this. Mm-hmm. Are we really compatible anymore because our values yeah. don't match up? And the same thing with um, so I had this with people that didn't recognise 
um, that transgender was a thing. So I'm like, if you don't have that amount of, I don't know whether it's brain capacity, brain capacity or empathy or compassion to yeah. understand this about someone else, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, you know? right, fair. That's yeah, that's kind of interesting. Well, because and what I what I get out of that is relationships are always changing as well. Yeah. No matter what kind of relationship, like you said, a friendship, a business relationship, anything. The ball's going to be moved, or the posts are going to be moved, the goalposts are going to be moved all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just stay on the straight and narrow and go, this is our friendship, we're going to be the same person from 12 year old, twelve years old to through to 48 years old. There's going to be stuff that you're going to fight about, that you're going to yeah. split out from, and it's about whether, well, the conditions have changed yeah. on, on, on the friendship or, or whatever. But it's about whether that is something that you can handle then. Yeah, that's another way or, of putting it. Or is it something that's a big war, a deal breaker, for lack of a better term? Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a really good way of putting it actually, whether a change in a condition is something you can continue forward with or work that is a deal breaker. Mm. And I think a lot of people think it's a deal breaker straight away. Like very quickly, they're like, no deal breaker. But then they sit back and they think about it and go, because a lot of things there are room to compromise on. Yeah. You don't have to agree with a person that's in your life on everything. No. Oh, fuck. Imagine how boring that right, would be. Yeah, exactly. I and love I'm, arguments. I'm all about um, someone changing my opinion. Like, if yeah. I, I'll have a, a discussion with someone, and maybe. So, the, the conversation that I started where I got into the conditions of the relationship yeah. thing is he, was, he is a, um, he's a straight male. And he was talking this to is me. white man. Yeah, quite literally, yeah. Um, trying to understand how he can be better to his LGBTQ plus friends. Because oh. they don't get... And he was talking about how... There is a little bit of a stigma against cis white yeah. males in the LGBT. Yeah, and he was saying that his experience was that anything he said to them that was any way negative they took as an attack or he was mm-hmm. worried they would take as an attack yeah and so he was really he felt like he had to self-censor right and that was worrying which is quite difficult, and that yeah. was interesting and i sort of said to him well a lot of these people are used to being attacked mm. and that's why that's where they might that's why their first instinct is yeah, yeah. so it's an interesting that was why i got into the conditions of the relationship whether he feels comfortable Having to self-censor, or whether it's better for him to remove himself, or yeah. you know that kind of thing. Um, and there was no, you know, there's no right answer to this. No. Um, and that was, yeah, the conversation we had. We had it on a drive back from Hamlet, which was quite cool mm. to have this conversation. Um, and it's got me thinking about that because I don't know what his life is like, but then he yeah. doesn't know what mine would be or one of his um, yeah. friends in the community. I feel as though it'd be, yeah. Because, I mean, even within the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community, um, there's also the, and, th- and this is something that I'll never understand as well, there's a branch of lesbians who don't agree with trans people, but just completely anti-trans. Oh. And it's pati- lesbians particularly because they, ha- cause they sit there and go, these so-called women 
have not been through the struggles that we have been right. through, we can they cannot be women. And so it's not just straight cis men who can have these issues. It's anybody who's yeah. trying through. It's hard because like I can get where they're coming from, having grown up as a. But then also I have a a trans friend who is a female now, mm-hmm. and she said to me that. Yes, no, she hasn't gone through, she didn't grow up as a, as a female going through all of that sort of thing. Mm. But she has her own issues where, like, she's gorgeous, she's absolutely gorgeous. And men no, 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 notice no. that. <laughs> um, you probably know her to be honest, but, and, and men notice that. We're going to have to talk about And this. she is terrified that mm. those men are going to find out that she's trans because wow. then they will feel gay for being attracted to uh. her because in the guy's mind, you know, because she's, you yeah. know, pre-op or, or whether she has an op or not, but mm-hmm. she may or may is, not is have a penis. She, yeah, she may or may not have a penis and then mm-hmm. that makes them gay and then they're going to get mad at themselves and mm-hmm. take that out on her. Yeah, see, I've, I've got a friend who's up north who has literally had um, men call him her on purpose to degrade to degrade because yeah because women equal lesser and bad and all that yeah. and things like and, and, it, and it's pussy, no, like, a lot of it was because he didn't want to he thought that it was gay and was against that it, it's it's astounding and I, I sat there and I, I said to said to him at this time I said we we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm, that's an interesting, interesting one. Mm, we accept the love we think we deserve. In that, there was obviously issues with this with this guy who was doing this, but it's also about you as well making the decision to is this actually good for me? Mm. And obviously it's not, because he had he talked to me about it when. This is fucked. I hate this. And I was like, look, you accept the love you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. Aim higher. That comes all up in um, one of the, well, going back to our, our Fifty Shades conversation, yeah. and I, I looked at um, what you saw that where maybe you didn't start off thinking that you deserved mm-hmm. the love, but, um, and, and what I was looking at was, um, male offenders, female victims, mm-hmm. and that's not the only no. dynamic that happens, but that's what I was looking at. Yep. Um, and that, and a, an old friend of mine, he explained this really well, and it was really cool that he understood this, where you may get into a relationship with someone that may become abusive. Mm-hmm. So you start in your great relationship, you have your new relationship energy, and you're yep. called someone romantic. Um, and then maybe he'll do one Thing. Maybe he'll um, get overly jealous of a male friend, or maybe mm-hmm. he will like go to hit and not. And in your mind, you're like, that's way not on. Mm-hmm. But then in the next second, he's great. And then for the next couple of weeks, he's great. Yeah. And then one other thing will happen. And then it ends up just building up. Down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've experienced it mm-hmm. where it starts really good, and then maybe he'll do one thing. And you don't notice it. No, and you don't, yeah, it's only when you uh, come out of the end, you brush off the dust and then mm. you look back and then 
Yeah, and even to this day, because I've been through a two-year abusive relationship, but did end in a conviction, and I know that that's very rare. Um, yeah. I don't know if I call myself <coughs> lucky, mm -hmm. but um, it didn't did end in a conviction. But even now, I look back and I can also see the good times, and yeah. it really fucks with my head that there were both of those times. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that bumped into my head. Then. <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, so there was that um, duality to a person that can mm -hmm. really mess with your head um, in that situation yeah. and, and going forward because it's been six years now right. and I'm still dealing with it. And I've talked to somebody else about this as well, um, where the emotional scars last a lot longer than people realise when it comes to abusive relationships and things and like that. Yeah. You can sit there and you look fine, but you're not. You always look fine, shut <laughs> up. I didn't say anything. You, you didn't need to. You, <laughs> you, you play on the fact that you know that I think you're incredibly <laughs> attractive. That's what you do. But, yeah. So... It can get pretty dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Even yeah, like I said, even now I'm still working through. Um, and I have been deliberately single for the last two years because mm -hmm. I went I actually did go from one abusive relationship to another to another. Oh, and then yeah, because it becomes familiar or it's just oh, this is not really awful, but sometimes just don't get it. Because mm -hmm. so the first one happened and once I got out of that um, it was a co-worker I ended up dating and I thought we were pretty happy and he took a photo of me while I was asleep and naked and he thought that was fine but when I said why didn't you just ask me for a photo later on he said because I knew you'd say no and this person knew everything I'd been through oh dude and that's so, so bad and then when I was drinking to deal with Everything else that had happened, I let the wrong person walk yeah. time. Not, not, not the best way to go about it. But no, I mean I was, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. eighteen and I was just, you yeah. know, and then I let the wrong person walk me home. And in the, in my mind, these just sort of solidified this idea in my head that if there's an opportunity, it's going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. And I'm still trying to get out of that mindset, but mm -hmm. it's still, you know, in my head that this can happen yeah and and I guess this goes back to again we're going to go right back to the start of our conversation which is almost an hour ago where I asked you off air about going on a date and I sat, and I sat there and I went it's on you though you can decide yeah and that was purely because I had a degree of knowledge on, on what you've been through and what was happening what has been happening in your life and I went there and went it may not happen that's cool. It could happen six months from now, a year from now. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that could potentially derail what you've been working so hard on. And I appreciate it. And what's interesting is, like what we were saying before, on um, guys that can take rejection badly. Mm. If I had said no to you and if you weren't as I guess emotionally mature as you are, mm. um, you may take that as a slap in yourself. Mm. 
Exactly. Where it's, it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not something I say often. Mm. It is all about what's going on in my life and going on in my head. Yeah. And I don't have the emotional resources or time for that. Or even to explain it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, if I was approached by someone who I then rejected because... Um, Obviously not as amazing a person as I am. <laughs> um, you know, I... <laughs> I find it difficult to have sex sober or mm-hmm. I struggle with um, passivity or that kind of thing or dissociating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason that I said no because I I wouldn't enjoy it because of my own head. Yeah. Um, it can be taken as a slight. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on to something a wee bit more fun. We've Let's... gone through some, <laughs> some, some hefty stuff. Yeah. You're a porn girl, right? <laughs> Who is it? A lot of people. Really? We talked about this, yeah. A lot of people, especially girls. Uh, no, but who is that's my dyslexia? It's <laughs> my like. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> what kind of porn? We've already, because we've already talked about what kind of porn I like, so it's yeah, only fair that you, you tell me what you like now. This is reciprocating stuff. Yep. <laughs> it's only fair. Um. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. I Oh man. Um You should watch her squirm guys. It's actually quite <laughs> amazing. It's funny because I will talk about a lot of things with a straight face. Yeah. Uh like I'll talk about the fact that I love rope and mm-hmm. I I I don't consider myself to be particularly good, um, but I have, you know, taught in the past, um and I've been doing it for a long time. Um, and I talk about how much I love that, or I talk about how much I love impact. Um, mm-hmm. I have bottoms for a lot. I used to bottom a lot. Um, right. Really so you're that. more on the submissive side. Uh, think, I was. I was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I say was because I'm not really sure where I'm at right now right. with everything. Yep. But um, yeah, mainly on the submissive side. Except I, with rope, I prefer to do the tie. Okay. I like the art of it, and I also I think at the moment I'd struggle with being restrained. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. And see, I'll talk about all of this. Yeah. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll but tell not you, porn. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you all about the time that I was single-tailed in the middle of the ring of tiki torches and, you know, the, the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Did it burn? Talk about <laughs> did it? Did it? <laughs> and burn, burn, burn. The <laughs> ring of fire. The ring of fire. <laughs> That's me after a really hot carriage. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, porn. Yeah. You gotta answer it. Yeah, I'm not I'm letting you get away with it. Oh, you know. Oh, deflection again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some kick stuff. Some, I, I like the idea of being restrained, but I think mm-hmm. if it actually did happen, I would probably break out. Okay. And that's, yeah, so that's quite a So you still watch porn where people are getting tired of Yeah, and I can deal with that because it's sort of, you know, mo- what well, I like most people do when they watch porn is they'll put themselves into yeah. the situation or into the character. But it's not actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And so that's something that I, I like the idea of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got to ask your opinion on this. Uh-huh. Because um, it's something that actually kind of annoyed me on Pornhub. Do you use Pornhub? I do not. You do not? There is a category for women. 
Wait, like it's, I can show you on this computer now. Women. It literally just says four women. Oh no, what's in it? I have not looked. <laughs> my, my my guess is that it's more, it's a wee bit softer. That would be my guess. So it's not like full hardcore guy rap, like, smashes the shit out of this girl sort of thing. When I say smashes, I mean plows her. That's not good. Well, smashing could be punching and things like that. Let me smash. <laughs> Slide in my DM. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, Help Helen smash. Hey, Ben. And I've got a little bit about sure. this. Um, I used to work for a tourism company and we had, I had French co-workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Great stuff. We had two of them and I bought in a packet of chocolate finger biscuits. Yep. And one of them offered the packet to the other with uh, Jimon Blanc, mm. which means, would you like a finger? <laughs> and as soon as I heard it, because then she sort of went, oh, wow, did that sound right? <laughs> and I was like, shit, now you've got to teach me. Uh, so in return, I taught them the phrase, uh, Lemmy Smash. <laughs> and one of them was like four and a half foot tall. Like a size four, dreads down to her ass, this funny French girl. She's walking up to me like, let me smash. <laughs> <laughs> and it got me every time. That's so good. That is so good. It was. It was, it was beautiful. But yeah, I, I, I sat uh, and I saw this anyway, category when it first women. popped up. Four I'm women. curious now. I, the site that I use also has um, stories mm-hmm. um, for text. And, um, there's it's a, not literotica, is it? No, no, no. It's um, a, a, another page of the same site that has a video. Right. Um, and they have a tag. You know how you type in all the tags that relate to the yeah, story yeah, or whatever. Yeah. One of them is written by women. Um, and I've found a lot of those stories are a lot more hardcore. Oh, really? Than than most of them. So I'm um, I'm just pulling up Pornhub on my phone now, so okay. you can see what kind of videos are in. The four women category. Just bear with me two moments. I love I love that there's Bukaki Kakon feet fetish for some French. Videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sorry, no, they've changed it now to popular with women. <laughs> they must have had a bit of feedback. Yeah, I think they might have had a few a bit of a um a backlash from feminists, perhaps. Maybe. Or even guys. Like, your gender doesn't define what you're going to be into. Hmm. It all just appears to be the same porn, though. So I'm quite confused. Now I've been ever like. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's anything different from what, would regular, what you would regular... Are you actually opening porn on my phone now? No. I feel as though that's what's happening here. Is this, this is the popular for women. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read out some of these titles. Oh, yes, let's do, it. let's do it. Uh, <laughs> fucking tasty, shaved, pussy, whole, hard, fingered asshole. Valentine's Day fuck. Um, I wonder if that's meant to be the lovey-dovey one. Eat it, <laughs> eat it till it squirts. <laughs> eat it till it squirts. That's just poor English. Uh, my big le- lesbian looking pussy compilation. Okay. Uh, brutal anal fuck. 
Um, it's literally just born. It's not yeah. categorized and in the, any the way. The thumbnail was what is what looks like anal fisting. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's software. <laughs> looks like I was completely wrong. Submissive chain fingered kinky secretary gets tied up and fucked by a boss. Uh, casual Friday foot worship lesbian feet fetish. I wonder if popular Arabic femdom. Interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Can you favorite that one for me? <laughs> You think I'm joking? Um, oh god, stepmother daughter shock. Oh, it's like a know, that's becoming a big thing in porn now. Is the whole step sibling thing? I see that a lot now, which I find quite odd. The whole insects. step, yeah, in- insects. Insects. Yes, I'm fucking a bug. <laughs> insects. <laughs> <laughs> Not a word I say often, so um, unless you're talking, actually, one of the one of the great terms I got from TV tropes for my essay was Freudian excuse, because you know the whole Christian Grey thing with so Anastasia looks like his mother, mm-hmm. and that's why he gets off on dating yep. her. Um, so that's his Freudian excuse. <laughs> Magnificent. I really, really like that term. Wow. Um, we're going to finish this off now, but <laughs> on that note, Crazy. Yeah, well, I've finished myself off a while ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. It was the titles of the porn. Right. <laughs> That's what did it. But it was the, the Arabic syndrome. Yeah. Really good. To be it. fair, that actually does kind of sound quite good. You know, I also really like the way they spell it. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Islam. With an A. L Unless it's A is Lan. I don't know. That's weird. Um, but I'm going to put you on the spot because I know how much you love it. What would be the title of your porn? Keeping on the, on the, on the Archer School of Things that you've been doing this uh, whole interview. I've been getting into a Brooklyn Nine recently. Yes. And it's the name, name of Amy's sex tape. Yes. Name of Amy's Santiago sex tape. So good. And... So what's what's the name of your sex date? <laughs> <laughs> or or what? describe your sex life with a movie title. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> So I've always said Can I go with the quiet place? <laughs> 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 it's pretty fucking quiet at the moment. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the notebook because all you do is read it. <laughs> or just two weeks' notice because that's how much time I need to like get ready. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've always, <laughs> I've always said it hasn't been recently, but like growing up, it was always for me the good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> which is horrible, really. Is this something you do with all of your guests or all your show? No, no. I think I should. I think I should. I think this would be a fun way to end to end my episodes as opposed to just shump. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. That that that'll finish us off. The quiet the quiet room. <laughs> the, quiet place. the quiet place. What? Two weeks notice. <laughs> two weeks notice. Due date. Scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, if it's me involved, it's probably an epic movie. I... 
Or for this podcast, it's the interview. <laughs> oh, dear me. On that note, we'll finish this off. Thank you very much for coming in, Dolly. It's been a great chat. And, yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. And we'll talk again soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>